meditation has been so incredibly powerful because I think that when you sit in stillness and you connect back to the present moment, you very, very, very much recognize that you are forever untouched. Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your dharma. My beautiful friends, I am finally back with another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. Okay, you guys, I'm sure if you've been listening, you know it's been a while since my previous episode. A lot has happened within the world, as you are well aware. While this whole crisis has been going on, I've been spending my time living in conscious yoga communities, which you can hear about in my previous episode with Amaya and her story. Since then, a lot happened. We ended up getting kicked out of that community because of the whole COVID situation. We were essentially stranded. We were then taken in by a good friend of mine who I met in Croatia, by her family here in Australia, and they rescued us. And I ended up living on the organic farm for almost six weeks. And it was literally, again, like in the middle of the Australian bush, they were absolutely amazing. They were so good to us. Um, her father and her sister were shamans and we did full moon ceremonies and rituals. We had baths under the stars. We just, it was just such a magical experience and I cannot believe that I ended up there. I've actually recorded a whole video about my experiences of these communities whilst um, COVID-19 has been going on. I'm going to upload that one on my YouTube channel. It's not up quite yet, um, but I may also just post the audio as, um, as a podcast if that would be easier for you to listen to. So stay tuned for that. But going on from that, this episode is with Marie, who I met at the previous community. And she sort of arrived just before we got kicked out. So before that, she was living in a, a yoga retreat space uh, near Sydney, Govinda Valley. And she came here, then we got kicked out of ours, and then she got rescued and <laughs> with me and my other friends from the community. And yeah, so we ended up in this beautiful, beautiful farm space. It was just the most pure experience. And our interview takes place in the farm. Um, so you do hear some nature sounds in the background, there's a few birds tweeting away, but um, hopefully you can still hear us okay. And yeah, I'm just so excited to bring this episode to you. Marie is such a beautiful and inspiring soul. Yeah, she just has so much wisdom. I don't want to say for her age, well, Marie's 21, but I sometimes I feel like, wow, like how old is a soul? I don't even know. Like there's just so much depth and I just really, really love her understanding and perspective of life. And we dive into so many beautiful and nourishing topics such as setting clear and healthy boundaries, what does self-love really mean, releasing from toxic relationships we talk about travel we talk about her time at Govinda Valley falling in love while traveling while trying to find herself and dealing with that and just so so many areas of healing and nourishment and I'm I'm really sure you're going to love the episode so I will leave it at that I'll keep it a relatively short intro and I hope you enjoy and I will catch you on the flip side Okay, Marie, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> to doing it for the Dharma. So, yes. so happy that you are doing this with me in this beautiful space in me nature. Too. <laughs> so out of my comfort zone. I'm so <laughs> glad that I'm just diving into it. I love no that. No fears. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. So before we dive in, I yep. would just love to ask you, what does Dharma mean to you? Dharma? That's a good question. So I'm not even actually sure that I have like the full like definition of it. Like it definitely wouldn't be necessarily what the term actually means but I feel like dharma is kind of like the purpose of your life like what you came on earth to fulfill you know like I think that all of us 
each individual has a unique path and a unique um yeah purpose to fulfill in their life you know like something like a little they're bringing a piece of the puzzle basically and it's just that's your dharma like once you find that piece to like really dive into it and to allow it to be what drives you in life wow that is so beautiful i love that i've never heard it that way for a really? piece of the puzzle but yeah. that resonates so strongly yeah. oh so well, good. individual expressions of like mm. the one whole you know in it but every single piece is so important mm. to get the bigger picture yes so so good thank you mm. so before we go into our episode fully if yeah. you could just tell us like a little bit about who you are that would be really cool just to get a little bit of context for everyone right so who i am that's so funny like finding the things that you define yourself with it's always a very interesting exercise um so i'd say that hmm, let's go with the basics then i'm 21 <laughs> years old i'm from canada from montreal um originally french canadian so i grew up from a french family but also very anglophone in the way that i grew up and I'd say that I'm a free spirit who's been trapped <laughs> for most of my childhood in a sense, like kind of just like trapped in my own feelings, I would say, mm-hmm. and now learning to use that power that I have as like an empath, I would say, mm-hmm. to, yeah, to expand myself, my soul, and to heal those that I come, that come in, into contact with me. And yeah, do that while traveling, while meeting new people, new beautiful mm. people, and redefining myself every single day. <laughs> wow, I love that so much. That sounds yeah. so magical, especially like, yeah, being an empath and like learning mm. to navigate your way through that in life yeah. is, is a pretty tough journey, right? It, is. it how, really is. How did you like come into familiarity with? empath and like these kind of terminology like how did this whole journey wow. start okay so i would say like i always felt that I was a very sensitive child like it was kind of like i was unusually sensitive in the sense that like if well i was maybe i thought that it was unusual because i didn't feel comfortable speaking about this with a lot of people but um as a child i was very very affected by how my parents felt and how my brother felt so like the people that were really really close to me like their emotions just like really 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 um were found so deep inside of myself Mm. and i was like i felt like i was experiencing their pain and um so much to the extent that i'd have like this fear of like not being around them because i felt like this responsibility to hold them in that space in that pain um and I think that because that was so heavy to grow up with, like, I kind of, like, shut that down, like, especially in teenage years when Mm -hmm. you start going through your own pain and through your own experiences. Um, Yeah, so I became a little bit colder. And then eventually, like, I started, like, becoming friends with people that I felt more open with, that Mm -hmm. I could be fully emotional with and sensitive with. And really recognizing that other people felt that way too, you know, that other people were also extremely sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I think that through... It was mainly through Instagram that I came to um, recognize that there were a certain percentage of people that were hypersensitive, you know, Mm. to to others' emotions, to energies, to subtle energies. Um, And there was uh, specifically one woman called Mariam Hasna. She has a beautiful Instagram page and she speaks about um, uh, empaths and hypersensitives Mm. because she believes herself to be one and her son as well. Mm. And she just really thinks that yeah these people are really tapped into the the feelings of the world as a whole you know and but navigating that like we're not taught how to do that Mm. since you know like emotions are kind of something that's like hushed hushed throughout society especially Mm. like west well no pretty much all around the world yeah (laughs) people don't talk about their feelings Mm. and so yeah coming upon this like really was a bit of a revelation for me because i recognized that like it wasn't a weakness and it wasn't something mm. that I wanted to keep shutting out because I recognized that it was something that was really truly connecting me to the people around me and to the mm. people that I loved and like also allowing me like I've always felt like I was um fairly good at holding space for people yeah. and at witnessing their emotions and understanding them mm. and so like really witnessing other people thrive in that wow. helped me a lot to yeah let go of my barriers 
and mm. instead like establish maybe healthier boundaries like energetic boundaries mm. and yeah be able to hold space for people and just have that empathy without having it mm. like become a part of me in a sense yeah mm. that's so important and for yeah. those who are maybe unfamiliar with the term holding space what does mm. that mean for you and what does that look Ooh. like that's a good question <laughs> I was that's so funny because I was actually asked that yesterday really yes what, what does holding space mean for you Damn. and it was such a good question like yeah. it is so important because we're also not taught how to hold space you mm. know we're often kind of trying to rush people through their process mm. I think that um, holding space for me is very much about allowing someone to go through their emotions to share their personal experience with you mm. without you um, yeah, taking it personally yeah. like really just allowing them to unfold and unpack mm. and, and share, you know, to be witnessed like allowing mm. them allowing yourself to witness them fully and allowing them to be fully witnessed without judgment and for me like the most essential part about holding space for someone is really being attentive and listening 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 and you know if you sense that someone is kind of in that that space asking for a sense of guidance like I would first ask like how is it that you would like for me to support you you know mm -hmm. like do you just need me to listen like do you like do you want me to ask you some questions like I, I remember for me like being there for a friend oftentimes and it was the same for friends with me was often about um yeah giving advice like telling someone what they should or shouldn't do that's not necessarily very helpful because mm. people want to feel like they're the masters of their own reality you know like that they are making their own choices for themselves and that they can learn from their own mistakes if ever that is to unfold you know mm. um but very much I've shifted towards asking people questions in order for them to receive their own answers from themselves, wow. you know? And I think that that's also a huge part for me for holding space, mm. yeah. Such a powerful process. And mm. I agree, like, it's such a shame that we weren't taught this in school and, like, this isn't a part of our normal reality, so mm. to say. And I think, yeah, it's such a powerful tool for healing as well, just to actually sit listen and witness someone express like you say without judgment without the need to chime in and yeah. try and fix their problems yes, like, yes. oh that is so so beautiful it is, <laughs> it is. yeah so transformative in my life mm. and in all of my relationships as well definitely mm. wow and where did you like come into contact with this holding space and like this whole process of self-discovery was it oh. Yeah, mainly through Instagram, like you say. Yes, definitely. Mm. It definitely was because I feel like I, I went through this very um, uh, transformative experience maybe mm. about a year and a half ago now where I was in like in just a really, really toxic relationship and it was pretty much the enactment, like reenactment of all of my childhood traumas, basically. Mm. Like it was everything that I had experienced but tenfold, you know, wow. and just really really witnessing how toxic I had been for myself and for my partner at the time like mm. was very eye-opening and in that moment I really I saw that most of my relationships were like that as well and that it was because of something inside of myself that was like disconnected like just mm. really really fully disconnected and at that time like I really decided that I was going to start loving myself oh. and I looked around and unfortunately like god bless everyone that was in my life at that point but like i had to let go of so many friendships because i really felt like they what i shared with those people wasn't necessarily resonating with what i wanted mm. in life and what i wanted for myself and from my relationships and so i very much like turned towards instagram i'd say because mm. i didn't really see many examples in my life of people that were truly loving themselves wow. and um yeah on instagram it's just such a beautiful platform with such beautiful people that are so um giving and sharing of their experiences mm. and of yeah their their advice in the sense of i don't even, i wouldn't even call it advice in a sense it's just like conscious content you know mm. it's just very conscious content where it's just talking about relationships about self-love mm. about 
yeah, sensitivity and embracing your emotions and riding these waves and meditation and yoga and like <laughs> integrating these practices into my life has just been so, so, so profoundly transformative. Mm, that's incredible. Mm. And yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know, people do slate like Instagram and social media. Mm. Of course, there are reasons for it to be slated, but I think, like, ultimately, it's just so neutral. Yeah. And it's, like, you choose which accounts you can follow. Yes. Like, you choose what content you're looking at. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I agree. It can be such a powerful, like, inspiring and an empowering platform yes. to get the support you need that may not necessarily be in your immediate surroundings. So, yeah, exactly. I remember incredible. even going through that transition of, like, having a feed that was full of people's selfies and stuff yeah. like that. And just, like, these yeah. girls that kind of made me more insecure than anything else, you know, towards sure. really recognizing that I did have a choice in what I found mm. on my feed and what kind of content I was going to feed myself and nourish myself mm. with because really like content is food at the end of the day, you know, it's an energy that's interacting with your own and you want to be giving yourself love and support. Mm, that is so, so true. Mm. I had a same, similar experience when I was like mm. in India doing my yoga teacher training yes. and I just realized like I, all of my accounts are just filled with like I don't know, like, all these girls with, like, bikini bodies right? that were probably so uh, photoshopped, and I'd feel, yeah. like, so shit about myself. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I ditched that, just got all the traveling counts and, like, mm. yoga, and it's, yeah. yeah. something that inspires you, that makes you want to mm. live the life that you were meant to be living, not to idealize these mm. beauty stereotypes yeah. and look down on yourself, you know? Exactly, and we have to remember as well that, like, Instagram is so curated and it's like it is it's not like this perfect reality really, that you really see is. you know we have to see it for like almost like an art form mm-hmm. whereas like appreciate the beauty but know like there's more there's more it. behind there's it there's yeah. more depth yes yeah definitely. so good so I'll move on a little bit as you mentioned your journey mm. into self-love and yes. I just I don't know if this is like too much of an obvious question but like <laughs> what does self-love like really mean to you at a deep level like in terms of you loving yourself like what does that really look like I think that that's a beautiful question and one that we don't ask ourselves enough even Mm. so I will gladly take on (laughs) that question I think self-love for me is um maintaining these practices that I have that always bring me back to myself Mm. and to my truest self because that's really when I like when and by self-practice I mean like yoga and meditation and creation I would also say so like being creative Mm. artistic flowing dancing (laughs) like all of these things just really really bring me back to my truest self my truest essence which is just freedom Mm. and connection like freedom and connection to me are just like the essence of or like the I don't know I wouldn't know even how to describe it with words but Mm. it just brings it back to like love you know Mm. like loving myself loving the world and yeah those are all so 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 essential to me um I really recognize when I kind of let go of either of those practices Mm. I really start feeling like I lose myself a little bit or like that I get lost in like this blur that we can call life you know but isn't really at the de- level of depth that I seek, you know, like I know that there's so much beyond it. I've experienced it, mm. and these practices all bring me back to myself mm. and to the world around me, and that that is self love for me. Wow, mm. that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Like, mm. oh, I just love listening to your words. I think it's like <laughs> all that Sagittarian wisdom. Ah! <laughs> I know. For those listening, we both have. Sagittarius moons I think it's just like this philosopher like the seeker like Mm. just traveling to explore and find our own depth and Mm. yeah obviously so like for those who don't know Marie and I met like at a community and um essentially okay we're in the covid crisis at the moment and yeah <laughs> we got kicked out of the community it didn't really work out but like the universe just blessed mm. us so well and we've ended up into this really beautiful beautiful safe space mm. um and that's how we've kind of connected but i know that marie you have had experience at 
Govinda. Yes. And I would love, and I'm sure the listeners would love to hear about that, like what it is, like the whole process journey, what you learn, and oh, all of that wow. fun stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> yes, I would love to go into that. Mm. Reminiscing about Govinda, my heart. <laughs> so Govinda Valley is actually a yoga retreat center near Sydney. Um, and it's basically a place that uh, is run by volunteers and it's Hare Krishna oriented but not very like firm in its um, demand that you be also Hare Krishna of course Mm. Um, and I kind of found this place I just found this place through Workaway I was very much looking for an experience that was going to connect me to yoga, meditation and the act of service as well like one of the the main principles at Govinda Valley is Bhakti Yoga which is uh, devotion and devotion through service mainly and so it's really like offering your work, offering your time for a greater purpose and that's really really what Govinda connected me to I was working in the kitchen over there and as like, is banal a word in English? What? Banal? No? Um, if it is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, seems, it seems, like, small, but, like, working in the kitchen was just, like, really, like, such a transformative experience for me. Like, oh. being there, like, being surrounded by people that really, really believe in the work that they do. Like, mm. the person that was running the kitchen, Roxy, beautiful soul. <laughs> um, she was such... Um, a star seed and just like very very connected to her devotion to Krishna as well and like I'm not necessarily like a very religious person like I I I have my beliefs but at the same time like just witnessing someone in their devotion I find so powerful so Mm. beautiful and being able to be surrounded by that energy is incredible Um, and other than that I mean Govinda is just like Uh, like a hot spot like just a center like a gravitational center (laughs) for people that just like elevate consciousness Mm. like it's so incredible I've never met so many amazing tapped in people like they're just like it's just such an amazing place to awaken Mm. you know because every conversation just has the possibility of so much depth and of just expanding your horizons by so much like I've met such incredible people and I had such incredible conversations that just really connected me back to my heart Mm. and I would say honestly one of the most transformative things and discoveries for me was kirtan which is also (laughs) a very um Hare Krishna thing it's it's part of Hinduism as a whole Mm. but the the Hare Krishnas love kirtan so they love (laughs) love love just singing singing out their devotion Mm. and for me it wasn't necessarily about singing um for the gods but it was very much about connecting the to the people that I was sitting there with connecting to my voice like I remember my first experience was so so funny because it was my first day at Govinda I had arrived at like five o'clock and then at seven o'clock I was sitting around in a huge circle (laughs) in a room filled with people that I had never met before and then we just started like singing these mantras with like words that I couldn't understand because they're not they're not even like from an actual language they're like san- Sanskrit words. Right. Yeah. And um, so yeah, at, at first I kind of felt like I had landed in a cult or something. And I was very <laughs> like I, I I witnessed my judgment. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. What are, like what are these next few weeks gonna be like? Mm. But then like yeah, we just like went around in a circle, and when it came to me finally like because we like you sing as a group and then they give a chance to every individual to sing on their own as well to sing the mantra which is really intimidating when you Mm. haven't sung in front of like a bunch of people like ever Mm, and (laughs) yeah when it came around to me like I remember my body like literally shaking and I was so hot like my cheeks were so red and Mm. so hot but I just I, I went and I sang and like it was just like a tiny little whisper that came out of me and but after it was done, I just felt so relieved. And I was like, wow, I actually did it. Wow. And I remember every single time that I went back after that, like my voice just got like louder and louder and more and more, like not to scream, but just like mm. it got more and more comfortable and present. And it's because like through speaking to other people there as well and like understanding what kirtan is, is that you're singing from your soul, you know, mm. like through the connection that you have with your soul. And when you sing from the heart, when you sing from that space, your voice is always beautiful. 
and it's <laughs> not about performance it's mm. not about how you like how someone could think that you sound but it's about what you're expressing wow. and what you're expressing is love you know love love mm. love and it's just I will like Kirtan will be a part of my life forever at this wow. point that's amazing yes. that is so fucking beautiful yeah <laughs> oh, so good and mm. aside from Kirtan were there any other kind of activities that you guys were doing there like what did your kind of routine yeah look like? so we were working quite a bit so we were working six days a week mm. um and then but it was like for five to six hours a day so not too too bad and then yeah. um other than that we would have a lot of workshops um some and the workshops were so amazing like I remember this group of three British people they came uh, maybe three weeks before I left and they were just so incredible because like you could tell that they were just meant to be part of a community like this because they brought on like so many cool activities like intuitive movement and yeah earth mandalas like literally just creating these beautiful mandalas out of like flowers just things that you'd go out in the garden like look at like seek out little items that you'd like to create something with for 20 minutes or so Mm. meditating on like what you're picking up and how your feet feel in the ground and then coming back and making something beautiful out of it with a team of people just getting together to create you know that sounds amazing we should do that here we should (laughs) we should and it's so funny because i think yeah literally just yesterday or the day before yeah, Jess mm. came out and started laying out some leaves on the ground and yeah. making his own earth mandala. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It's so casual. It's just, like, you could do it at any time, too. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about it. Like, there's so many little things mm. like that, like little workshops that, like, I've also um, integrated, in a sense, into mm. my life of just wanting to be more creative, wanting to be more connected to people, and seeing that you don't need much material, you know? Like, mm. just through each other through connection through a desire to do things together we can do Mm, so much so true yeah Mm. that's what i'm loving about like community life like i've not lived in a community before i've not really like had that desire or urge because i Mm. didn't really know much about it but now i just see like the value and the benefits so deeply like it's so incredible like all these different people coming together Mm. like sharing the different skills and their own like spin on life and their yeah. own personality and how you interact is just like so magical it really is mm. especially when it because i feel like at some point you kind of, or at, throughout life you know you very much like attract people that are on your frequency mm. and when you recognize that the people that you're attracting are on like such a beautiful frequency and knowing that that's also a reflection of where you are at as just so magical like looking around at the beautiful people that surround mm. me it just I can't help but like smile from my soul you know <laughs> so good mm. would you say that you experience any challenges while you're at Govinda oh my god yes definitely mm. so of course you know I met Jorge there mm-hmm. um so for the listeners <laughs> Jorge is um someone that I met at Govinda um pretty much like right off the bat like wow he trained me in the kitchen and like right then and there it's so it's so crazy what eye contact can do like there was just such a peak of curiosity like both of us were kind of like fascinated with one another like we just Mm. wanted to get to know each other so bad and um yeah of course like I spent quite a bit of time with him and like the first three weeks that we did share over there um together and it was so beautiful, so magical, but at the same time, like, I also felt, like, this, ugh, resistance of, like, I'm supposed to be looking for myself, and here I am, like, so, like, infatuated by this amazing guy, like, of course, he has so much to offer, and he's Mm. so, yeah, he's so incredible, so empathetic, so, like, such a beautiful mirror to my soul as well, Mm. um, but yeah, uh, living that, like, being in that space where I, had the expectation of really connecting back to myself through myself and not Mm. necessarily through someone else was um pretty hard like it was like adjusting you know to Mm. that was challenging and also just like the vulnerability that you feel in front of someone like that you know through like really intense connection like you can feel very very vulnerable and yeah and then after that having to say goodbye to him in like pretty much just a few days because he found out that he wasn't going to be able to stay any longer was also an incredible challenge Mm. like letting go and letting life 
happen in the sense that you don't know if you're ever going to see each other again of course Damn. you can try but especially with the covid situation that yeah. was happening like all of that was up in the air mm. and kind of grounding myself back into being at govinda but without like this companionship in a sense like of course i was surrounded by beautiful people but um i recognize myself as very much being someone who uh, seeks partnership like very mm. deep intimate connection and um yeah i kind of i do find security in that and in a sense like having to let go of the deep connection that i had made in that space mm. meant that i had to open myself up to all these other people and the beauty and the possibility of those relationships was also a bit terrifying um so that was definitely i'd say like my biggest challenge and kind of just like going through the waves of this coronavirus situation and mm -hmm. how it was was or wasn't going to affect us being able to stay in that space like it was so strange so so strange mm -hmm. and then also making the decision to leave yeah was very <laughs> oh my goodness now that i think back on it that was probably the biggest challenge mm -hmm. because there was so much uncertainty in it and just not knowing whether or not it was going to be possible for me to come and join you guys in this other community um having all of that be kind of confirmed and then taken away in a moment but right. when that was taken away from me i very much recognized the attachment that i still had when it came to being with Jorge out of fear of losing him you know mm. instead of being with him because I wanted to be there because yeah. I wanted to be in that space mm. and that I want really wanted this next step for myself and yeah when it was lost I had to let go I had to fully surrender to whatever life had in store for me and it was so crazy because literally hours after surrendering <laughs> I just got that message that was saying actually you can come yes. and then it's like all right i guess i'm leaving then and mm. saying goodbye saying goodbye was beautiful mm. it was so beautiful because it's kind yeah. of one of those spaces that you just like a part of your soul never leaves mm. That's so and that incredible. you keep inside of you as well mm. definitely yeah. and i just love that point as well of like surrender and trust and it's mm. so paradoxical isn't it like as it soon is. as you let go of something as soon as you release all resistance it then is able to come into your reality yes <laughs> yes it's so paradoxical it goes mm. against everything we've been taught you know mm. we've been taught that we need to hold on to things that we yeah. need to work so hard to get the things that we want or the things that we desire the things that we need when in reality life will always only ever give you exactly what you need mm. and most of the time it's through very hard lessons <laughs> definitely mm. wow thank you so much for sharing that because yeah. yeah i know that was like a personal journey and experience mm. that you went through and and now we've had even more changes oh my god since yes. that so it's like <laughs> yeah like just continuously adapting to change and like finding yes finding like uh, the peace and like mm. absolute uncertainty yes it's the it's... process of evolution <laughs> the process of expansion it's so mm. necessary finding that inner peace through it all mm. it's very very powerful definitely mm. and what would you say that you've like learned most about yourself since like your whole experience of like just like going through these motions of like traveling and transitioning changing oh, i would say that i'm always always guided and supported mm. forever guided and supported mm. i think that we go through life and i know that i have gone through life thinking that i was alone you know that like i was alone in this slightly scary world you know <laughs> that could just toss you around and um yeah but very much recognizing that every single movement and every single hardship is there to teach me something and that no matter what happens no matter how deep i feel like I, or how far i feel like i've fallen like i'm always supported like i mm. have guides around me i support myself you know like i create my reality mm. you know and through that support like anything is possible mm. absolutely anything is possible and i will always be led to exactly where i need to be Okay. <laughs> I love okay. that it's so good and mm. like in terms of like this whole journey of like moving from a place of fear mm. to a place of feeling guided do you have yes. any 
like tips or advice on like how people can maybe connect to their own guides mm. or their inner guidance system or anything like that any <sighs> books you've read or anything that's inspired you within that process hmm. that's a good exercise to think about what has brought me to that space of trust mm. I think one huge thing for me has been meditation meditation has been so incredibly powerful because mm. I think that when you sit in stillness and you connect back to the present moment you very 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 much recognize that you are forever untouched wow. you know that there is a space where you are forever safe you know where all emotions can arise and fall safely with just you witnessing them and holding that space for yourself and I'd say the hard thing is, is that like, I mean, it definitely got to this point of trust through like different experiences, not necessarily through like, um, how would I say through like content that I've come across mm. or like concrete tips that I could give out now like I think that I'm still very much in the process of understanding what even happens you know what happened but because I've I've had experiences where I was shown by other people and by the universe that I am supported and I'm Mm. so grateful for those experiences um but yeah unfortunately I'm like definitely recognizing that I'm like in the early stages still Mm. you know where um and it's not unfortunate I mean it's part of the journey (laughs) it's part of like the unfolding you know Mm. and but definitely Mm, still still gaining the understanding of what it is to be supported Mm. and how it's being demonstrated to me day to day but I think that holding space for myself has definitely been the number one thing and like witnessing the strength in that as well like the strength that you actually hold and that yeah you are untouched Mm, that's so beautiful and Mm. I think also it like comes down to like the power of belief and the power of intention Mm, because like if you believe that you're like a victim in this world and that you're helpless and everything's Mm. going wrong like of course everything's gonna fuck up of course you're gonna bring that into your experience and your your reality perception is everything perception is absolutely everything definitely and as well like yeah this whole concept of like gratitude like being grateful for life i know there's so much research on like Mm, how true yeah like gratitude can help like your immune system it can help deepen your relationships and like your life and like everything it's just like these simple simple little things that we can do that's so so true bring such a shift in our whole like experience and yeah the lens through which you perceive life is what creates your life you know it's Mm. what creates your experience of it and yeah looking at life through the lens of being supported Mm. and of being guided and of having this deep connection with the universe really really creates that in a sense Mm. wow that is so powerful Mm -hmm. and i know that you like to read and i know you've been reading some really cool books lately (laughs) as well so do you have any like nice books you can recommend for people Mm. who want to like dive into the stuff or like what could I dive recommend? Deeper into themselves. So, dive deeper into themselves. I've been reading, right now I'm reading a book called The Journey Home by Radhanath Swami, which is a beautiful book about this person who's gone through the journey of being in Chicago, growing up in the 60s, counterculture, America rebelling against the system kind of like this rock and roll like sex and drugs lifestyle to becoming a sadhu becoming a yogi a swami and really going on this quest to find connection to god um because of like this deep longing inside of himself that he felt like this deep emptiness in a sense and him recognizing through meditation through these different experiences of traveling that this emptiness was actually like his lack of connection to god you know and and for god can take so many different Mm. forms for different people like i think god is formless and therefore every single form Mm. and so god is whatever you make it out to be and but it's definitely about 
deep 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 connection having those roots that ground you into your own existence Mm -hmm. and into all of existence you know and I think that that's it's a beautiful book for anyone who likes traveling and kind of like just these wild stories of (laughs) being a wild and free soul and spirituality definitely recommend Mm. such such gold and then there's also Adiyogi that I'm reading right now which is really really super interesting and this one's a lot more um philosophical spiritual like very much about um gaining this deeper understanding of the universe through um the myth of Shiva and of Adiyogi so Adiyogi Mm. is the first ever yogi to have come onto earth um, and he is basically the incarnation of Shiva, a um, an Indian or a Hindu god, sorry. Mm. And um, yeah, Adiyogi basically represents the stillness and the movement that created this entire universe, in a sense, like through dance, through um, just like this freedom of spirit, freedom of expression, and it's like it's got like fairly like very very complex ideas in it but uh it's written by Sadhguru mm, which is nice. yeah one of like he's one of my favorite speakers ever <laughs> I love him so much and mm. so for anyone who knows Sadhguru like he's very straightforward comical and just like super clear in his way of explaining like things that are like so incredibly complex and I would definitely recommend both of those books like so 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 much. Yeah, mm. very good reads so far. I'm not I'm not fully <laughs> not fully done with either one of them, but yeah. yeah, they're so good so far. Amazing. Thank mm. you. Yeah, I downloaded the the Journey Home. The Journey Home. Yeah, yeah, on my Kindle. I haven't started it yet, but mm. I'm really really looking forward to yeah. to reading it and yeah, just diving into all of this and it just brings so much richness to like yes. your own inner world like really these experiences and it really does books are such gifts yes and such i feel gifts. like we could write a freaking book on our experience like you know like moving from place to place I like swear. it's mm. kind of crazy maybe yeah maybe we can talk a little bit about like where we're at now um mm. so yeah we're basically at my friend lucy's um her parents have like this beautiful farmland Mm. and it's just incredible here yeah it really is such a nurturing space mm. like I've never felt so safe so calm like Mm. so free you know yeah it's just crazy like we're doing like full moon ceremonies Mm. the other night we did one kind of like the symbolization of Halloween yeah. but like the the more like pagan mm. tradition we like made masks and like danced oh. around it's like how the hell did we end up here right? how? I have <laughs> no idea like this is what I mean by like mm. I'm, I know for a fact like I don't like I don't even have the words to say it because it's literally just experience you know mm. experience has shown me that I'm supported like yeah. the fact that I've ended up in this space and we spoke about this too how like mm. from the community like we looked around and like these are the exact people like if we had to choose who we'd want to continue our travels with yeah. like these were the right? exact people <laughs> and it yeah. just came together so naturally so organically mm. and now yeah being in the space with people that are like so holistic and like so different in a sense too like just breaking mm. these molds like oh, just witnessing Justin so maybe talk about yeah let's talk about that (laughs) yeah so justin beck and holly are um lucy's um neighbors in a sense (laughs) they live on the same property on this beautiful family farm Mm. but they're basically a um polyamorous uh trio yeah and they've got a beautiful daughter called yuka and Mm. just being able to witness that frame of love has been so liberating for me like really letting go of like the idea that love can only be monogamous or that relation like loving relationships can only be monogamous Mm. has been so incredibly powerful like to see what they're capable of doing the three of them and that Mm. they're really holding that space for each other too and that they don't they never tried to like cover it up and pretend that it was all beautiful and easy like Mm. of course they've gone through so much together so many challenges but I really can see that all of it has opened their hearts up so much more Completely. and allowed them to love even deeper, mm. more truthfully, yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, I've never, like, known anyone to be in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, and, like, this either. is my first thing. How I'm trying to, like, wow, there's so much depth. Like, there's so much 
beauty mm-hmm. and unconditional love and yeah. nourishment. Like, it's so amazing to witness that, mm. like you say. I'm actually going to try and interview them. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you definitely should. So, um, That'd be beautiful. I'd listen to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll hopefully get a little bit more depth from, from their story mm. and, and everything that they've been through. Yes. Yeah, it's just so magical. And what would you say because I feel like every place that we've been Mm. has like brought like a little bit more of like nugget of wisdom or a little bit more like challenge so what would you say has been like the highlight of your experience since being here the highlight of my experience since I've been here or like Mm. what it's taught you the most what it's taught me the most I would say is the power of communication Mm. the power of communication and I think this relates back once again uh, to my relationship with Jorge because like we went from yeah sharing this experience at Govinda to like moving around to like literally living together Mm. in the same space so soon and like exploring this connection while also exploring ourselves because both of us are here traveling like away from home for like long periods of times looking for not looking for ourselves but you know getting to know ourselves better Mm. and doing that in close proximity to someone is a challenge and but also so incredibly powerful Mm. but it's really yeah through the power of communication that I've come to see that anything is possible Mm. and I mean it's just it's the first nugget of wisdom that I could think of because I think it's and it's it might just be like dominant in my mind at the moment but there's Mm. so many moments here that I've just been like incredibly like in the state of awe at how people can really come together and do beautiful things and love each other so deeply Mm. despite the circumstances like despite the fact that we've only known each other for a few weeks like I feel Mm. like this is my family and I was yeah I was brought in that way you know like I was literally like the day that I got here like I sensed that Mm. I sensed that I had been accepted as part of the part of a big family Mm. like such a humbling experience it really is so much love from essentially strangers yeah like owe us nothing but have given us everything yeah what I know I know and it just Mm. it makes me want it makes me know that this is also part of my calling in life that mm. I'm going to give back you know that I'm going to open my space up for anyone that is in need of a home that yeah. is in need of love mm. that is in need yeah of like some guidance some compassion just like yeah that's just, incredible it's so so beautiful and I want to touch on the communication because I agree mm. like we've had so many sharing circles yeah. here where we go around and we pass an eagle feather and we just yes. express and share and hold space mm. for each other and I feel like this needs to happen, like, wide scale. It does. Like, in families, like, in school, like, whatever, like, social setting you're interacting with other people. Like, this shit needs to happen because it's so transformational to just all get on the same page. Like, all, yeah, understand where everyone's at. Mm. And it just makes everything so much easier. It does. It does. And it gives depth to every single encounter and every Mm. single relationship to know, like what everyone's sorry what everyone's going through you know like Mm. to be able to sit around in a circle like the amount of times that people have shared things that were difficult you know it's not just about sharing the things that are beautiful but sharing Mm. the things that are difficult like you just you get to witness them on such a level that you wouldn't necessarily expect you know Mm. because you have no idea like you might be living like sharing space with someone on a day-to-day basis and have no idea that they're actually struggling with something really profound right now Mm. and it's not about like we were saying earlier about rushing in to fix that for them mm-hmm. but really just holding that space and witnessing them fully and yeah recognizing that we all go through struggles and that we do like we all live such beautiful moments and share such incredible mm-hmm. joy but we also share like suffering and hardship and like yeah. to love each other through it all and it brings and us closer right? so much closer like every mm-hmm. single time we've had a circle like I've just gotten <laughs> up and been like wow I love these people so so much and I'm so happy that I'm surrounded by them and I just feel like if yeah like you said if we were all able to do that in like a family setting or a school setting or work setting anything like that Mm. like it would bring such humanness you know like it's so human for us to feel and for us to share Mm. like if we were able to do that in every single setting in all social settings like 
we would just really recognize how human we are and we would love each other for that so much more you know we'd love ourselves for it so much more we'd recognize the power that everyone has showing up and being themselves being authentic and doing the work you know Mm. and be so incredibly powerful it needs to happen and it will happen it will we're the souls that will make it happen (laughs) hell yes i think it's spreading like there's so many like sister circles even men's circles like yeah all over the place so yeah that was happening in govinda too like we have women's circles and men's circle and i I just find that so powerful Mm. that like you'd get together and like i think that general like yeah group circles are really important Mm. too to just talk about feelings as well like Everyone needs to talk about this. <laughs> Everyone needs to be connecting. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, so mm. good. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your experiences. Mm. It's just My pleasure. So magical to listen to you. And, <laughs> oh, I just love it. So I think we'll wrap up with like just a few fun like fire round questions. Mm. As well, like, Tell me. Um, you don't <laughs> I'm need to ready. Think, don't need to think too much about it. We'll Kay. just see what comes up. Mm. Okay. So I'm actually really curious. What yeah. is your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Whoa, okay. So I would say... Is it peanut butter? <laughs> oh my god, peanut butter is actually part of it. Peanuts are a part of it. Oh, I love peanut butter. But um, no, I would actually say... Peanut butter has been like a huge guilty pleasure since I've been in Australia. Mm. But I'd say my favorite meal, because like flavor, mm-hmm. is um, a Thai green curry. Oh, yeah. With like tofu and peppers and mm. peanut butter <laughs> fuck yes that sounds so good yeah Delicious. and like really nicely cooked rice like mm, mm. so good thai food though yes so <laughs> i know i know okay what would you say your life motto is my life motto okay so this changes all the time but i would say you are going to die my life mm. motto right now is you are going to die Damn. and it's just reminding myself that mm. death is real mm-hmm. and that I need to live every single day as if I were going to die tomorrow like what do I want to be doing right now wow yes. that's so beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it but I'm like no you're yeah. going to die Maddie <laughs> <laughs> no I can I, I definitely agree with that because mm. I remember like a few years ago I was like teaching yoga at this retreat in Greece mm. and I was speaking to a lady who had cancer yeah. and wow. it was very uncertain like you know the process she was going through if it would work out and I, I caught myself which I find so crazy and I caught myself saying like if we die ah! No, but like, that's, that's a belief that's, like, deeply ingra- right? ingrained into us. Like, we this, don't really recognize death no. as being something that we're all going to go through at some point. Yeah. Like, that's the... It's, like, one of the only guarantees <laughs> in life. You're going to die. Yeah, it's If so we die. Crazy. I know, I, like... I, like, call myself and I'm, like, whoa, like, yeah. where did that come from? But I, so I've been really working with this mm. whole death process and yeah. becoming, like, quite comfortable with it. Yes. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, so. it's a whole story on its own, yeah. definitely. Oh, so cool. Okay, so... If you were to um, go live on the moon mm. and you had like your oxygen and your food yeah. and you could only take like one thing with you, Ooh. what would it be and why? That's a good question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right now, I think I would bring, okay, well, it's not like one thing, but it's like one group of things because <laughs> okay. I can't choose. I can't choose just the one. They wouldn't make sense without the other. Mm-hmm. So I would bring my, my painting kit. So oh, I bring I probably just paint on the moon at that mm. point, but I'd bring paint mm-hmm. and paintbrushes. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> so if one day you just see colors on the moon, maybe I'm up there. <laughs> that was amazing. And okay, so if you were to meet your like sixteen year old self mm. and just give her like one message or one piece of advice or something that she needed to hear at that time, what would it be? I would hug her first mm. and I would tell her that I love her and she is intrinsically worthy of love. Oh, goosebumps. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's really and she beautiful. would really, really love that too. Mm, I can imagine. Mm, definitely. Mm. Do you have a spirit animal? Yes, I do. What is it? A black panther. Oh, girl. Oh, Fuck yes. Yeah. I remember now. Yes. Yeah, so good. Black panther. Yeah. Definitely. I can see that in you, especially mm. like we've had a few like dance sessions together yes. i really get that vibe <laughs> i love it amazing do you have a favorite crystal a favorite crystal that's a good question i haven't really um delved into crystals yet mm-hmm. i'm definitely looking forward to getting to know more about crystals mm-hmm. but for some reason i seem to be fairly attracted to citrine Ooh, yeah nice. so it's a beautiful Ooh. yellow crystal i know that they say that citrine is like um 
liquidized sunshine that's been like frozen Ooh. in time or something beautiful like that. I love that. And it's like the sound wow. of like happiness. And, yeah. 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 And like the mala that I chose, like I just chose it for its colors and turns out it is citrine as well. Like my wow. mom's given me citrine. And so yeah, I just, I've always found it so beautiful. I love yellow, but mm. for some reason, yeah, citrine is wow. mm, yeah, awesome. calling my soul. Mm, seems like it. Mm. Okay, last little question. Yes. So, if you could like put out a billboard mm. to the whole world, yeah, what would you say? Oh, look within. Look within. Damn. Yeah. I guess <laughs> when we explore the microcosm, we can reflect out into the macrocosm. Yes. Right? Yes. All mm-hmm. the answers are there. All mm. the answers are there. Mm. so beautiful well thank you so much Miriam so so happy we've done this interview (laughs) and yeah I hope you guys enjoyed listening and yeah we're gonna link up like your social media and stuff so people can check out (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Marie I would love to hear your feedback on the topics we discuss and just hear your thoughts because yeah I feel like this one really is really something that we all needed to hear right now especially within the state of the world people are more looking into themselves for a space of healing than relying on the external right and I really feel like this is what COVID is teaching us to go quiet, to go inside, to discover who we are, what we are, what we want to become, what we want to bring into this world. So this really is the perfect time for this conversation to be heard, even though it was recorded quite a few weeks ago now. Um, but yeah, moving along from that, I'd just love to mention a few things I have going on too. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but I was only supposed to be in Australia for a couple of weeks and I was supposed to go to Bali for several weeks and then go back to Germany and Hamburg. Now, of course, because of the whole COVID situation, I am now basically in Australia until the foreseeable future. I have extended my visa for potentially 12 months. I'm just waiting to hear back. So all of my offerings are now going to be online, which is where the world seems to be going well they'll be online for now anyway until I can go back to travel and running retreats and workshops in Europe so yeah just make sure you keep up to date with what I have going on I've been doing online new moon and online full moon ceremonies my very beautiful sister Jackie from Creative Nights we are going to be running an online yoga and craft retreat now we did run this retreat in January this year and we were supposed to do another one in June but of course that wasn't able to work out so we're going to bring it online for you guys. So we're just in the process of getting all of the content ready and we're really really looking forward to bringing that to you. I'm also excited to to announce I'm going to be having more international guests on the podcast as well. I finally figured out a way where I can record them online. It took me a little while to figure it out, but again, COVID is just forcing me to put things into action that I've I've thought about but haven't actually done for a while. So yeah, I'm grateful for that in a weird way. In regards to my life and what I'm up to at the moment, I've been living at the Sunshine Coast uh, with Lucy, who I will be recording an episode with for the podcast. Lucy is who I met in Croatia and she rescued us from the other community. And Lucy and I have just been enjoying life on the sunny coast. We've been beaching it. There's so many beautiful, beautiful rainforests and national parks here. So we've just been really enjoying life on the coast and we've had some friends from the other community come and stay with us and catch up with us along the way which has been so healing but now the time has come where this time on the coast is slowly drawing to an end and I'm going to be doing a work away soon where I'm going to be looking after a lady's pug called Carlos for a few weeks and then after that I'll be going to Sydney where I'll be teaching yoga at a beautiful beautiful retreat space for God knows how long. So again, lots of changes, lots happening, but it just seems to be such a beautiful adventure 
that is unfolding which I really didn't expect you know like at this time in the world when so many people are on lockdown still so many people haven't been in contact with any other people it's like I've just been in constant contact with people like more so than I can remember and in a safe way like we've all been in the same communities and stuff so it's been safe but still it's just kind of this weird paradox where I'm experiencing so much freedom within the most or one of the most um, kind of like restricted times in our recent human history. So yeah, it is a very interesting journey and I will definitely be posting more content about that and what I've been learning on here and on my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Maddie Lynch. So go and check it out. And of course, I'm posting my journey on Instagram as well, which is the Vegan Yogi Traveler, Traveler with two L's. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you've all been safe and well and happy and being able to use this time to just do the things that you really want to do. Do the things that you finally have the time to do and not also having any pressure on yourself like not beating yourself up if you haven't been super productive because maybe what you needed at that moment was just to finally give yourself give yourself some time to rest and relax so everything is perfect everything is how it's meant to be and I will see you on the next episode hopefully that will be sooner (laughs) than this one that I posted But hey, I'm just flowing with it. And I know that you guys will resonate with that if you are listening. So sending you so much love, so much healing, and I'll be with you soon. P.S. I would love to mention, as I forgot, that I now have my meditations and poetry on Insight Timer. So it's a free app that you can download and you can have free access to thousands of meditations and poems and lectures. So you can find me on there um, by just searching Maddie Lynch. So M-A-D-D-I-E and L-Y-N-C-H. So yeah, come and listen to my meditations and poetry if that feels good.